What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that right. They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. In this episode, I talk with a local business owner and artist, Casey Ann. Casey talks about her struggles with ADD and ADHD and her diagnosis later in life. Though a lot of people struggle with this disorder, many go undiagnosed and it oftentimes hinders their production and quality of life. She also shares some personal struggles in her life that has helped shape who she is today. I love talking with her. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Please check out her social media and her business, Stella Cora and Design on Facebook. All the links are provided in the show notes. And as always, please consider following me on social media for future podcast swag giveaways. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy. All right. Welcome to the Rising Above podcast. My name is David Hess, and today I have Casey Ann with me. Uh, she is a local business owner and, uh, she, I think, believe she also works at another job and she has kids on top of it. So, um, she's a local savage. Anyways, uh, Casey, do you mind, uh, introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about, you know, about yourself and where you're from and, um, and what you do for work? All right. Yes. Um, well, my name is Casey. I do have two boys. Oof. Um, I went <laughs> 17 and 10 and then you have a 17 year old. Do. You don't look that old. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're good kiddos and a crazy dog. Um, work-wise, I do. I work for the state full time, oh. and so it's a nice job. But I also love my art, uh, photography, painting, charcoal, pastel. Um, I always actually grew up in the Chesney area, hmm. but we had family in this area, so we moved down when I was about fourteen to the Charlotte area. Okay. And then. So did you go to Charlotte schools? No. Okay. Uh, my parents, my parents thought going to Bellevue was a good idea. Oh, so Bellevue. that yeah, that's not the best time. But <laughs> anyway, besides that, um, it's that's a cute little village. But we, I moved away from there and moved to Lansing just this last February. Okay. So you like it better here? Or? I do. I mean, I I do like being more towards the country is nice, mm-hmm. but Lansing has a lot to offer. Okay. And a lot for the kids to do right so um yeah I, I lived in Bellevue for a short time and it was it was a boring little city I would always every single day I think I, I was still in high school so I'd like drive my moped to Charlotte right. <laughs> to hang out with friends and go do do things I'm, I'm from Charlotte so oh okay yeah. well I didn't know that that's cool yeah yeah and Charlotte's a cute place too but yeah. I do I do enjoy Lansing I think more yeah I I do too, because I mean everything's here. You have all the big box stores and whatnot. It makes, mm-hmm. Just makes traveling a little bit easier too. Because I remember like living in Charlotte. I'd have, oh, I have to go to Lansing for that. I have to go to Lansing for this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you you work for the state. You have a family, and you also own a business. Mm-hmm. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, my business is Stella Cora Design. Um, it at first I was just working mostly on doing portraits, and then I wanted to venture more off to what I, I like my passion is doing like the prints and the more artsy 
course, always do the family portraits and such. <laughs> That's always the thing that can happen. But my painting, I used to be huge into drawing and painting when I was a teenager and younger than that. And then having children and going through life. and the course of life. Before you know it, like 20 years has went by and you're like, wow, I'm getting older. <laughs> but besides that, you like start to forget about some of your passions. And so in the last probably five years, I started painting again. And now I'm actually displaying, I do abstract art and fluid art. Um, a lot of people love this fluid art. Like I um, previously had said to people before that anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's kind of a cool stress reliever. But I definitely sell my stuff too because everyone has their own style. Right. So I'm just kind of a little jack of all trades when it comes to the art portion. Now, how did you get involved in art? Cause did you go to art college or do you just kind of always been interested in art? It started way back. I mean, I, I remember being able to draw like a face and a person when I was in like first grade and it being wow. like actually looking like something. And so my parents would always <laughs> like, like, well, you know, versus like when sometimes Vers- my kids will bring me these <laughs> pictures and they are very talented kids, but <laughs> when they were a little younger, it's like, what? Oh yeah, that is a man. When where people could see and actually see it. That's how my drawings still look. <laughs> hey, it's okay. We c- you can just practice it out. It's just about shapes and morphing. You're good. Okay. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, so really young, okay. and my parents tried to feed into that as much as they could. Oh, that's cool. So they're always supportive of it. Mm-hmm. So you didn't go to art college. I or? went. Nope, not to art college. I okay. did do graphic design um, okay. for a year and a half, and then I left college I just I was like college dropout I guess <laughs> community college no that's great I went to KCC for a bit okay and then I just tried to go a different career path and life happened and then yeah. I went back and I got my associates for psychology oh cool. so I'm just kind of doing a little bit of everything well that's cool yeah and uh I I would imagine that going to school for something that you like to do for fun necessarily would kind of it kind of like just become a job at that point wouldn't be you do lose your passion right for certain things yeah yeah and that's where i noticed that when i I love taking pictures of people i enjoy it it's Mm -hmm. just um i started to lose my passion for photography when i was so worried about oh this person are they gonna like this are they gonna like that because i was just being overly critical i can be a little bit perfectionistic and so <laughs> that isn't that every artist it is and <laughs> it, that's why things take a while so uh my wife always says when she's doing a painting that it never feels like it's done right you always see it but then <laughs> that's the problem is you have to learn to like step back <laughs> oh i didn't get i see the echo <laughs> <laughs> you're good you're good <laughs> so it draws the listener in a little bit more they're right, like what, what did she just say yeah that's right <laughs> see no, I won't keep playing tricks with the microphone. <laughs> Byron. So, um, do you have a storefront? Are you located anywhere here in Lansing? No, I don't, but I've been through I, quite a few galleries. Okay. And there's a place that this lady, I, I need to get a hold of her. She's asked me to come up actually in St. John's a couple times. Oh. So, I'm actually going to see if I can get featured in a few different galleries okay. in Lansing. And I just do all the work from my home in my basement. I have my own little corner in the basement. (laughs) Kind of like, kind of like my podcast studio. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Got to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, So you sell your work online? 
Yeah, uh, through my Facebook page right now. Okay. And then I have my website's almost ready to launch. I just wanted oh, cool. to redo everything oh, cool. since the move. So how long have you had Cora, what's it called, Cora? Stella Cora Design. Stella Cora mm-hmm. in design. How long have you had that business? Well, it was previously KCM Photography. Okay. And then I last year, 2020, I was like, I'm going to buy a new camera. I'm going to get some new stuff. I'm going to revamp my business. Well, we all know 2020 was what it was. Right. And it's still extending. But um, I'd say since 2011 is when I started the KCM Photography. Okay. And then revamp with a new name last year. Oh, cool. So, because I, I want to take like a that. different direction. Thanks. It's I like a, that name. Where'd you, where'd you get it from? I was actually after my great great grandmother, I believe. I was doing the research for our family tree. Okay. And when I seen the name Stella Cora, I was like, oh, that is awesome. Her that was somebody's name? Yeah, it's my great-great-grandma's name, Stella wow. Cora Charre, or I don't even know how to pronounce her name. But <laughs> anyway, I was like, wow, that's a cool name. And then after some time, because I did the tree, mm-hmm. and then probably about five or six months later, I was like wanting to change business name. And I was like, well, why not use a family-type name? And it sounds fun. That's cool. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, I like that. It's, thank you. It kind of has like a nice soft soft touch to it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, so you have some art with you. Um, would you mind holding that up and showing it on camera? Sure. This is art and I think some photography. Yeah. So I... Um, hold on, slow. <laughs> <laughs> so... I do all sorts of art. I brought the abstract fluid art mm-hmm. and then the photography, but um, where am I going, yeah. right? So this one's just smaller. I don't know how to, these ones are darker, but like I said, these are so fun. Like I would like to eventually do something with like maybe have, I think I told you previously, but now we're on the podcast. So. <laughs> like with teaching children to do this right. because I think it would increase their confidence because Absolutely. really I think anyone can do these as mm-hmm. long as you learn your color theory and get the right consistency. Um, so are you are you thinking about just teaching how to do that specifically or teaching the color theory and kind of just breaking down the art process? Probably like a mini color, color theory, um, just a crash course. Okay. So and with if it was doing a, some type of class with kids, mm-hmm. Um, keeping it limited colors, right? Probably like three to four colors. So okay. I probably wouldn't get too wild, but nope. I've got a. I don't know which ones you want me to show. Show all of them. Well, <laughs> there's that one. That's pretty cool. These ones I like because they're more kind of like a beachy. Yeah, I think that's actually cool. one of these is spoken for, but I haven't dropped them off yet. And then here I've done a canvas print of this. Um, but this oh, was just cool. of an, an old, it was a crane out in a field. Oh, wow. This house I had lived at. And then. So are you one of these people that when you're driving, you're like, I need I, to get a picture of that. Yes, I try to. <laughs> well, I'm like, well, yeah, because I kind of look at things in frames. Okay. You know, so some people might just see a barn mm-hmm. and then I'm like closed in on this one specific section. It's oh. like artist mine. Right. But, right. Yeah. It's kind of always going. Mm hmm. And the other um, one was uh, well, what, 
I don't like the frame around this one, the matting. <laughs> but this one was a uh, tunnel park in Holland. Okay. So I just like to capture the beauty. Now, do you, do you do uh, photography for like businesses or um, you said you do like um, um, like weddings and uh, family photography and stuff like that? I have done um, weddings and I've done some work for businesses, mm -hmm. just a, a good spattering. Okay. So um, I think more I, I like to do senior photos. Okay. Um, family stuff is good too, but... The weddings, they're a lot. They're a lot of work. <laughs> and everybody's so picky. <laughs> well, I mean, it's their wedding. Yeah, you don't want to mess it up. It's a high pressure, yeah. But it's fun, and everyone, with the plus is everyone looks their best. Right, that's I mean, true. So it makes it easier. That's true. In that sense. <laughs> now, um, you had mentioned, and you said you're kind of nervous to talk about it a little bit, but you said you struggled with um, uh, some things later on in life. Mm -hmm. uh, ADHD, you were later on diagnosed with, right? Um, yeah. And ADD. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about that and like how the struggles were, I, I guess, at a younger age versus now? Yeah, well, when you're younger and I was, you know, growing up, I was, I'm almost 40. So, like, I think there's a lot of women that weren't diagnosed when they were younger. So, in the same boat as me. But through school, my I had inattention, but I was quiet. wasn't like the boys that, you know, were bouncing off the walls that had the problem. <laughs> and then that led into, I did okay in school. I didn't do great, but I did okay. So you had ADHD, but you were quiet and you were just kind of reserved? Mm-hmm. So how did that affect you? It was more, everything was distracting around me. So okay. noise, um, certain noises and i just focus was impossible so i would just doodle now look what's happened <laughs> i would just doodle all the time in my notebook and then the teacher calling me and i'd be like i don't i don't know i don't know so you know it's this lack of confidence do you, do you think it had something to do with it just being boring and some of it didn't my, catch your attention some of it was boring some of it was boring, definitely, because I'm a kid, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I want to obviously draw pictures. Right. <laughs> but um, I think sometimes, like with different subjects, I guess, it depends. But we, as an adult, it was even harder for me to, like, maintain my household. And I just, I couldn't do this, and I couldn't do that. And, you know, things were just piling up around me, and I just felt very overwhelmed. And then in my late 20s, early 30s, is when I finally got diagnosed. And I don't, I don't like taking medicine. Mm -hmm. But when they did put me on a treatment plan, after just a couple of days, I was like, is this, this is it. This is how other people do life. So, like, I was more focused. And I was able to, you know, maintain my household. It wasn't a disaster all the time. What kind of treatment plan did they put you on? Was it just medication? Medication. What kind of medication um, did they put you on? Adderall. Adderall, okay. We started out really low. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to take it, like, a high amount. But we started out very low. Then they had to increase okay. a couple times. Then we decreased. And then we popped it back where it okay. was. So, because it's as simple as... It's just like your mind's always racing. 
and it's it's just racing and racing and you hyper focus on certain things insomnia mm-hmm. like all these things come into play or um like for me right now trying to stay even with treatment i tell the best stories because i start a story and we go like 10 15 <laughs> other stories right and a bunch then, of rabbit holes ex- yeah and so <laughs> it's difficult so keep me on track <laughs> keep me on track it might make for an interesting podcast i maybe <laughs> maybe like what the heck are they talking about <laughs> like i thought we were talking about her and her struggles and now we're listening to what <laughs> so 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 now you you've kind of established a sense of stability in your life mm-hmm. to where you, you you feel like you can live a normal i guess life mm-hmm. and you you feel like you're not struggling day to day well, if I, you can definitely tell when I don't take my medicine mm-hmm. because, well, I took it about an hour ago, so it should be kicked in, hopefully, for you. <laughs> um, but I normally don't take it on the weekends because it's a stimulant, okay. um, yeah. and I don't think it's the best for people to take for your heart and such. But mm-hmm. I just definitely, there was such a stigmatism for people that had mental problems. And I, well, when I, and when I was younger, I tried to explain this to my mom, and she thought it was like crazy. She told my dad, I'm worried. Do you think she's like, okay? Oh and he's my like, gosh. And then they never took me in anywhere. And I'm like, well, okay, we're just gonna, you know, right. like I said, great parents, they encouraged the art. They <laughs> didn't know what to do about the other, you know, the focus situation. Right. But I would think that anyone that if they're feeling like overwhelmed, and they just like can't ever like you feel like you just can't complete something you can't get it done mm-hmm. and then sometimes you just want to lock yourself away and you just right like go get treatment go get diagnosed i don't know get the if you can't afford to see someone i don't know maybe have a little coffee <laughs> like does coffee help i would think that would make it worse it it does help because it's a stimulant in that sense, it will help you focus. There are other natural ways to do things. Um, Smoke pot. I don't That's know. That's more that, of a downer, though. I don't know if that would help. Um, it would help creatively. That's true. But I don't think it, I don't know if smoking <laughs> pot's gonna help the ADD person. I guess it depends. What they have the one that makes you like fine, and then they right. have the one that makes you want to eat the snacks and go to sleep. <laughs> So the one that makes you fine, probably. Right. Right? Yeah. The different strains. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Wow. So um, how did that affect your, your you at work? Because, I mean, obviously you said you had tr- trouble focusing. You said you worked for the state, so I'd imagine you have a desk job, right? Yeah. Yeah. How would that affect you when you weren't on your medication to where then you went on your medication? I don't even think I would have got into the state if I was not on medication. Oh, you were, okay, so you were treated before. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. I've been with them since 2017. Oh, okay. So, like, prior to that, other jobs, I still had secretarial office administrative okay. um, type work, but I know that my secretary work when I was in my 20s, <laughs> like, I remember my boss would come up to me and I had a list and I had calendars because I was trying to do my best because I knew I was so forgetful and just couldn't do anything right kind of (laughs) like mentality. And he didn't, he wasn't saying that. My mind, that was what I was telling myself, beating myself up. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you better note this, oh, you better do this and you better put a reminder in. 
and there's still things he'd come up did you not call them did you not this and i'm like and i actually i left that position it wasn't that i got fired but mm-hmm. if i would have continued on like that like you're going to you're not going to be employable right. like people i don't want to hire someone that they're counting on to do these things mm-hmm. so it definitely affects your success right it can delay your success rate in life. So do you feel that after you got treated that your success rate went up? Do you feel like you're more successful now and that you can, because I would imagine that uh, my wife says I have ADD, which maybe I should go get diagnosed and I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, we'll just talk about the pictures some more and be like, you know what? She decided not to share. So we're just going to not put it out there. But like, you know, like for me, I would think that um, if you had a hard time paying attention and like, keeping track, uh, keeping course, that it would be very difficult to be successful. But mm-hmm. then after you got treated, that you would be able to just conquer everything. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I would feel, Right, I, with, I would think. I think so. With Well, my son, my oldest son, exhibits um, more of the hyperactive portion versus... I was more inattention, mm. but I still told him, I said, you can use it like a superpower if you take care of yourself, mm-hmm. have the right food, you have to have the right sleep, you have right. to take care of your body, exercise, I gotta do that some more, but still, <laughs> like, well, you have to be cognizant of your body, what it needs, mm-hmm. and also, if, and I, and he doesn't like to take the medicine, I don't make him take it, um, but... If you need the medicine, if you feel you perform better in life with it, then get it because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not good for your heart to take long term, though. Right. I mean, it's... Well, and you shouldn't be dependent on it. I don't want to be, you, yeah. You know, like, if you can find other avenues, like working out or eating healthy mm-hmm. or um, finding some sort of stress relievers that would, you know, help help that, then you, it'd probably be better to do that. I agree. Um, now what kind of foods do you eat to kind of help, help with the treatment, I guess, of it? Um, do you eat like a special type of diet? I have found that I'm mostly good on this diet. Mostly is keto. And I say mostly good as in, I am usually pretty good about staying on it. Okay. Um, but that helps with the focus. Um, but you can't do like, they, they call it good keto and bad keto and everybody has a name for it like i don't sit there and eat a whole i barely i actually barely eat bacon like some people are like oh i can have a pound of bacon and have guacamole all day and i'm like well kind of <laughs> but i'm doing like the dark leafy greens broccoli okay. and um meats and and you found that that diet works good for you mm-hmm. i tend to have more energy okay um working out in the morning what kind definitely. of workouts do you do um, I really like to just, I have a Planet Fitness membership. Oh, okay. And I haven't been there in forever because of COVID stuff. So I went mm-hmm. back for a little bit and getting back in. But when I go, um, I like to do like elliptical and then just kind of run my own little circuit on the machines. Okay. And so you're kind of doing like high intensity things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things that get your heart rate up? Yeah. Now, do you find that uh, doing high intensity things or like, like hard cardio um, helps kind of like wind you down a little bit i bring do. you back to a normal yeah normal state of being i do i think so i think and that might be like getting your your blood pumping and getting things moving mm-hmm. kind of like evens everything out versus if that's a lot of things 
that's a problem for a lot of people is they're not getting the exercise that they should. Right. Um, I mean, we're supposed to be moving. Absolutely. We're people. We have, we got to move and with us, like, I mean, I have you, what you had said, you work on the assembly. Yeah. I sit a lot Mm -hmm. during my work day. And so we have all this pent up energy. So I don't know, for me, working out in the morning is better because it gets the blood going like sooner. (laughs) I I don't know how people who work in offices do it. I would, if I had to sit here all day long, (laughs) I think I would go crazy. I was uh, actually just editing a podcast the other day and I had, um, I have a gym right there. Oh, good. And so like my wife was working out and uh, there was a, there was a band here, like a a, a elastic band. And um, I was doing curls and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, if I had an office job, this is totally what I would do all day. (laughs) I would get my arms jacked. But, um, yeah, I would, I would think that working out would help tremendously with ADD and ADHD, especially like hard cardio, Mm -hmm. because I, what I found was, um, running, like running like a, like a significant amount of miles Mm -hmm. or even, uh, like I have a rogue echo bike, Mm -hmm. um, and, and an elliptical doing those things, like just going and pushing as hard as you can, it wears you out and, and then it makes you more calm. Like for me, it made me calm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would wake up in the morning and go for a couple mile run before work with my dog. And it would, it would set the tone for the day for mm-hmm. me. And I would, I'd be calm and relaxed. Mm-hmm. I agree. It puts you in a good mood. Yeah. And then I feel like then I'm like, okay, I've done that. Now what next? If you just feel like you can take the day on. and You can, you can ch- check one thing off your list. Okay, I, do, I, I and, did that. Yep. Lists are good too. And yeah. there's so many things you can do if you're, if you have ADD and ADHD, because one of the big, big excuses for people is I have ADD. I can't remember. Like you can mm-hmm. definitely remember, you can do things to help yourself. Remember mm-hmm. set alarms in your phone. You just got to kind of take some accountability as well. Right. Like you can, yeah, that's the thing is just who are you going to, are you willing to make the change mm-hmm. too? At first right. I didn't really know what was going on. I was like, I just thought I just had the lack of like confidence and just thought, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just, I just am not good at life, apparently. And then <laughs> and then I realized, I'm like, well, I can do this to do better. Then I got treatment, and I'm like, okay, now I can really do better because I was focused on making myself better. So, yeah, I don't like people making excuses for it. Like, yeah, you can be forgetful, but mm-hmm. don't use it as a crutch. Right, and I mean, as long as you're trying, you got to try to make, make a positive change. And if you if you... You got to be ready to, like you said. Mm-hmm. So there, you said that there were some other things you struggled with in life um, that you didn't share with me earlier <laughs> in the in Facebook. I don't know if you want to talk about that or. Well, how... well, when you had, you had put it the post on mm-hmm. line, and like I said, I'm not really big on getting on camera and doing stuff, but I just thought. It is important to tell people the, like kind of a little bit of your story so they can relate mm-hmm. that you can get past difficult times. So right. like many other people, everyone has difficult times. Mm-hmm. And some of mine were obviously the ADD. Um, and, you know, I had a rough time with my oldest son's father. We had some bad times. We're fine now. He's He's cool. But... <laughs> You know, you go through certain things with that, mm-hmm. you know, divorce and right. such. And then most recently, I'd say the last few years, actually, I shouldn't say most recently, 
I had been not happy where I was at with my youngest son's father. And he's a fine person, but mm-hmm. just not, things with us were not good. We just, right. too much conflict. Mm-hmm. And it was getting to the point where it was bringing out the worst of us. Because I don't want to be rude to him in any way. Right. You know, but I think it was bringing the worst out. You know, he would be, even at that time, he would be manipulative. And I would try to go. And it was this thing back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I finally, over the last year, realized, like, you just have to go. You can't come up with excuses. You can't, like, worry about his... If he's going to be okay, are you going to be okay? Is this okay for your kids? Right. Do, you, do your kids need to see, you know, the fighting, the bickering, the disassociation? We were, like, living right. two separate lives like roommates. Right. And it wasn't fair to him either, even though he kept mm. trying to pull me back because I think it was comfort. Right. Because we were together for over 10 years. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And we – so it's not like it was just a little bit. But right. You know, I had encouragement from some really solid people in my life, and they're like, we're not saying mm-hmm. anything bad about him, but, you know, kind of shit or get off the pot kind of thing. <laughs> Am I supposed to say shit? I you could say whatever you want. It's All a right. podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's right. I'll, I'll just keep it a little quieter than the other podcast we were talking about, though. So <laughs> I won't go too wild. We were talking about your mom's house. <laughs> I'm, I'm ratting her out. She likes to listen to your mom's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely was a good one that my boyfriend got me into yeah i get cracked up about that one but um i know they like um we're going down another rabbit hole but they'll uh <laughs> on the mic they'll be like <clears throat> like they'll drink and then burp i'm like what you know, anything that was in goes. my ear <laughs> and they're like you're welcome you're welcome yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's that's a response if you were there and they're like yeah you're welcome you're welcome but no besides yeah besides that um you know you have the really rough times with a relationship and mm-hmm. a lot of times people they want to stay with someone because they think it'll get better and great for commitment if you, it's not like I was trying to not work things out mm-hmm. but after a while I just knew it wasn't working I think right. a lot of times like and you know in your heart and you can like feel it inside that this is bad mm-hmm. like just you just have go. to make the break because it's bad for your children my right. kids, I, my kids are way happier, and I'm happier. Right. My ex is happier. He's, you know, everyone's happier. So mm-hmm. I just, I encourage people if you're in a bad place where things aren't working out. Um, I mean, he was never like physically abusive or anything like that, but definitely right. if they're physically abusive, he's like, let's, let's just go. <laughs> but um, on top of that, I had lost one of my best friends who was like a brother to me. And we were actually in a spat. Sometimes we get in spats and we don't talk for a while. And I lost him when we were in the middle of having one of those spats of not talking. And that really woke me up too, because he was one that was like, I don't have a problem with, you know, your son's dad. I won't say names, (laughs) but um, you really, like we could get a house I can help you. He had his own business. We could live platonically. It would have been fine. And mm-hmm. I just I just was like, no, no, no. I got to do it on my own. And I never did it. And so I felt like I had 
to do it not for him but i'm like you know what no this is not gonna be good he's gonna like haunt me now and be like you need to go but no um it was it was really hard i make i make jokes about stuff often then when i'm like sad about stuff but then so you kind of associate yourself with i mean obviously you love comedy because you you talked about all the comedy podcasts you listen to mm -hmm. so you you're kind of like me like whenever something bad happens you start making jokes about it kind of helps kinda, you get through it yeah no. i i mean i i do i have some coos i'm good like i won't just like make jokes at a funeral but <laughs> oh like <my> i won't <laughs> but like i definitely i just try to like be lighthearted and i don't know i don't like to feel down in the dumps mm -hmm. and i'm not good at being sad so i'm better at being funny right or turning sadness into anger which is but funny is probably the better bet uh, yeah but yeah, it's absolutely. just yeah it's just one of those i had so many things come at me and then trying to like purchase a home in this market oh my gosh like did it's you insane. have you been at your home for a while or did you purchase in the craziness no we we've lived here for five years and so um it's been it was before covid mm -hmm. but it's insane because um, our house value has gone up in the last year, like $60,000 at least, nice. at yeah. least. And we um, wanted to have some, some construction done. We wanted to uh, do an addition and everything. And we're like, oh, we can afford it. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially with the housing market and everything, it had a lot of value to our house. And uh, um, we definitely could afford it at normal rates, but because of COVID, uh, all the all the pricing for lumber and everything is just ridiculous. So mm. it was like triple the amount. So we were like, yeah, we can't do that. Aww, <laughs> that's a bummer. But I, mean, I understand what you're saying. Buying, I would never buy a house right now. It was hard. Like, I mean, I broke up with my ex August 1st wow. of last year, and I moved out February. 16th you of 2021 wow because we were going back and forth on who's going to stay at the house and finally i was like he's not gonna go i'm gonna have to go like i'm gonna have to go he's not gonna find a place he was telling me he wanted well then i guess you gotta wait until i can buy a house and then i didn't think he was looking so i was like well, all right well i'm gonna buy the house so like i started looking in october and i put an offer on a house uh the end of october beginning in november okay last year and then i pulled out of that house because i was it was a cute place but something didn't sit right with me mm -hmm. and i still had the ability to do so after my inspection so i was right. like nope i don't want it anymore okay. and then i started looking again and it was a bidding more like, i went to this one house super cute um over in the east side neighborhood okay. and it was um you can come from like 5 p.m to 7 p.m for 15 minutes one day only oh it was 11 11 hmm. november 11th you can come <laughs> from this time period and look at the house and they're taking the biggest and best offer mm. and i was like well i guess i'll look and i'll this is what i'll give them but didn't get that obviously there was um we had an electrician come because we're having some we're we're not doing the addition but in, in the meantime we're we're still doing some of the work that um we that we were planning on doing mm -hmm. for the addition so we're having an electrician come to upgrade some things and he was like yeah the housing market right now is insane he was like i was just at a house and uh he told me how much they were asking for it 
um, but he said somebody offered 30000 over what it was worth just because they wanted it. And I'm like, holy cow, they're going to be upside down in that. I don't understand how, how anybody's going to make it after this market crashes. I know, and that's the thing. Like, I think I did good with the house that I did end up with. Mm-hmm. I still was higher than what I wanted to go. Right. I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat. Like, yeah. Once I, more than what I wanted to spend, but at least right. I think I'll still have a good turnaround when things slow down too. Right. Hopefully, because I don't want to live there forever, but it's great for us for now. Where, where So where did you find a house now? Without um, giving out your specific location. <laughs> over by Francis Park area. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a nice area. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, and it's definitely better than living in an apartment especially when you yeah. have kids like it's just we needed space yeah this yeah. is like the perfect amount of space yeah and just enough for me to be able to maintain and mm-hmm. it but it was crazy like i actually almost rented a place um i assigned it i signed the papers and gave them like a small deposit on it in wow. the beginning of december and then i thought i was going to get this other house and so i had canceled that transaction and they were good about it i actually knew the landlord oh wow and he's a great guy um he's done a lot for the city and then i told him well i think i got this other house and they were like okay well don't good luck and we're good and i said okay cool well and tons of people were wanting to rent so they were not no (laughs) lack of renter to fill the spot right but then we did basically we just had our last christmas with the kids all together and we did that last real we're, you know, it's not going to be the same, mm-hmm. which is, that's good. But it was good for the kids that I guess I was there another month, right. like doing that. And then in the beginning of January, I found my house. I had four houses lined up to see, and that was the second one. And I, we walked out and I said, can I go back in? She's like, why? I'm like, I want to do a second showing. Is that okay? Did you already like <laughs> lock the doors and everything? She's like, no, we can go back in. I was like, all right, this is it. And I felt good to sell that to my realtor because that girl worked her butt off. <laughs> she took me so many places, and she's like, it is what it is right now. Do you want to give her a shout-out? Oh, Rachel it? Miller at the Mitten Home Team. Yeah, she's amazing. Okay. Yeah, okay. I love Rachel, so yes, for sure. So if you're looking for a house, go to Rachel. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she, she'll work her butt off for you. I was texting her. Oh, she's going to hate this, right? I would just text her any not you know wee hours but Mm -hmm. you know if it's like a saturday or sunday and i mean i tried to be like she has a life too pretty courteous of when you when you reach out (laughs) i tried but sometimes with the well the market the way it was you kind of had to be like i just this house just listed i Mm want to see it kind of thing she's great um i still check in with her now just because she's just a she has a great personality that's cool but then like we were in the process. I think I was going to my first inspection. Like, my brother, so I, I do have an actual brother. Um, he was kind of a bad kid, and he got wound up and to bad things, and he had been in prison on and off oh, wow. throughout the years. And he was released in November. Okay. So... He was in Battle Creek and had just started a new job somewhere, I think, in Marshall. And, but having to do his halfway house stuff. Oh, right. And I get this call. Uh, 
what, the week before I'm about to have my inspection for my house, that we're going to Kalamazoo, your brother had a seizure, he's in intensive care, blah, 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 blah. parents, and it's COVID. So my mom was up in the hospital the whole time, and my dad had just sat out in their van wow. waiting and texting and calling. That's and then rough. I'm like, right, so you throw that in there, and I'm like, living with my ex, things are getting rougher and rougher and rougher. Like, it's not cute. Mm -hmm. Like, we're having a hard time living <laughs> together at right. all. And then, um, the, yeah, the kids, obviously, somebody has to take care of the children. Um, I will give him props, though. During the whole problems with my brother being in the hospital and such, my ex was actually very awesome when he found out about that but anyway do you real qu quick question real quick do you think covid kind of accentuated the the realization like okay i need to oh yeah we're home together all the time i don't like this i we we need to end this yeah there was a lot more time to reflect on what are we doing i i feel like that was probably one of the better things about covid is it made people realize that they needed to make significant changes in their life mm -hmm. whether whether it was their job or is it a relationship or it was them needing to lose weight? Mm -hmm. they, they realized that they needed to get their shit together because this life could end. You know, we don't know what COVID really is right. and we could die tomorrow and I'm not happy. I need a change. Exactly. And that was the thing like between my friend passing away mm -hmm. and then talking like a couple of my friends. One of my friends was funny. He was like, Casey, you were like a broken record. <laughs> Like, what are you going to do? And I feel like when he said that to me, that I just had this fire in my stomach, like, even more. Right. Like, because I was like, oh, my God, this guy's like my best friend. My old best friend that passed away would be saying the same thing. You know, like, when, like, do you have to get hit over the head and dragged out? Like, you you're not happy. Just do it. You just felt like it. at some point you need to get your shit together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, yeah, COVID definitely. I feel like COVID ruined so many relationships. <laughs> it probably, well, maybe it ruined them, but like at the same time, were they were they worth being in for each other? Right. Because what if you guys are with like you know these people that were in bad relationships? Mm -hmm. You know, you're just not right for each other. Right. <laughs> Separate. Right. Because now my ex is quite happy. He found a lovely girl. Awesome. And I mean, I hope things work out good for him. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have to hate him mm -hmm. or hate and hope for the worst for him. No, no, definitely not. I want, I'd rather, rather deal with him being happy. We have the kid together. <laughs> I want him to be a happy guy if right. I had to deal with him. Exactly. <laughs> so your brother's in the hospital and you're, you're struggling um, probably emotionally with that because he had a stroke or stroke, seizure? seizure? So he had a well, seizure. yeah, so he had the seizure, but then it caused a heart attack. Okay. Because, like, he had uh, essentially choked on vomit, and they, we didn't know what the cause was, but we had known that he had had seizures when he was in prison. Wow. And we, so, and we don't know what type of medical type help that he gets there. <laughs> right. Like, if they're checking in on if he has a disorder or some type of problem. Real quick again, mm -hmm. I, had a, I had a guy on yesterday who was in prison for 24 years, and uh, he works for the Michigan Justice Advocacy uh, something. Mm -hmm. um, 
can't remember the name now. Anyways, he was telling me that the care you get in prison is absolutely terrible. Like, um, he, he was talking about, for instance, they had potatoes served at Chow one time that had, like, maggots in it. And that was, like, something that was of the norm. Like, he just talked about it like it was no big deal. Like, yeah, I just have to eat around it. He's conditioned to it. Right. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you just said that. Like, that's not a big deal. And he's like, yeah. He's like, it's just you just have to, you know, eat around it. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that the care that they receive in prison probably is very little to none. Right. You know? I think the only facility in this was in cold water when my brother was okay. in cold water. They had a pretty good psych um, facility. Okay. But, they I mean, he almost got um, beat to death in the UP prison. Wow. And we didn't find out until he had already had surgery and he was healed. Like, as family, okay, he has no rights, but his family don't. Should, I feel like we should have been notified that he yeah. had his face beat in. Right. Like, we heard from another inmate called his mother and said please call this family and tell them what happened wow and so we get this random call from this woman because this is just what you right it's a whole different world right like this is just there's the prison life for them and Mm -hmm. then there's the being the family mourning right your family member because of their bad choices that have put them where they're at right like i'm not i'm not like condoning any of his behaviors (laughs) in the past but, but there's definitely flaws in the system. There is. Like, why am I hearing from this stranger that he's almost, mm-hmm. like, beat to death? Wow. So the, Was yeah. he in the hospital for that? Being in the prison hospital. But I will say, like, the he they had, like, busted out his eye socket. Oh, my gosh. And But they, and, but they did reconstructive, and he looked great. So... <laughs> That was a plus because with all these horror stories we're talking about for right. prisoners, like I understand they've screwed up in life, mm-hmm. maybe really horrible, maybe yeah. stuff that makes you ill to think about, but they're still people. I mean, like they still deserve, you know, maybe they shouldn't get like shrimp cocktail and stuff <laughs> because you, you know, but I'd rather take so, a PB and J than maggot <laughs> potatoes. So I want to touch on this real quick. This is another rabbit hole we're going to go down. But um, since your brother was in prison, so you have kind of a, a, a personal experience with it. You have kind of a personal, um, uh, you, you kind of you kind of can look at it from a more personal perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy I had on yesterday, he's from the Michigan Justice Advocacy Program, and um, he what they're advocating for is thirty day or good behavior. So like. If you have 30 days of good behavior, you get 30 days off your sentence. How do you, how, what do you think about something like that? Do you think that's something that should be, should be done? Um, because right now what he was saying was that, um, Michigan is one of the only places where you have to serve your whole time. Um, so like if, if, if they say that, you know, you're sentenced to 10 to 15 years, you're serving 15, you're not serving 10, you're serving 15. And then after that, you're up for like some sort of review or something before mm-hmm. they release you. And then you could be in there potentially for another year and a half until it's decided on when you're going to be released. So you could end up serving 17 years for a 15 year sentence. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be a positive thing and it would give them something to work towards. Right. The, and I always pronounce this wrong. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> or how about this? 
it's called the revolving door. Um, and you can look up the word recidivism. Recidivism. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That word. So the it's a revolving door. Right. Like, you have to give something. You have to, what do you work towards? You work mm-hmm. hard. I work hard. He works hard. We work hard for what? We have homes. Right. We have our cars. We have our things to take care of our families. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we can go do fun things. Mm-hmm. If you're staring in this little box, you put yourself there. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. But let's have, like, we're trying to rehabilitate, I thought. Right. Are we trying to rehabilitate these people? Or are we just trying to keep them coming through the doors? Right. So if you really want to help people, let's address their mental concerns. Let's address their... Um, inabilities do they need a skill well they're just here mm-hmm. so and i know they they do have programs for skills i know my brother did quite a few things so he was also i asked him about that because he this guy um he was in prison for 24 years he went in when he was 16 and um got out when he was like 40 but um anyways he he um he went to college a few different times and he's, he was real educated and super intelligent guy. And I'm like, is this an opportunity that's available to just any inmate? And he's like, well, I mean, they had programs, but the problem is, is, is the funding. And um, the, the problem is, is like for like if somebody wants to go to school um, while they're in prison, their mm-hmm. family has to pay for it. So and he said when their family's paying for it, they're paying the price of like going to like U of M or MSU for a, a, a local community college to come in and teach them a course. Right. And that like, that's does, insane. That seems like, like, yeah, that needs to be adjusted. Absolutely. <laughs> big time because like <laughs> it's not like they're coming out as doctors. So right. then why are they paying? Yeah. I mean, OK, if there's a little bit of extra fee for them to be mm-hmm. involved because they got whatever additional cost associated then okay that's one thing if they want right. to do that but i mean he would do more of the skill programs like he was wor- learning how to make perfect like uh leather work like on oh, purses wow. and cool putting the uh, just making them look unique and okay indent like flowers and different things so he learned a few things there um I'm sure he did other stuff. I mean, he was there for quite a while. But the big thing um, with him was they just, they're just sitting. Mm-hmm. Well, in COVID, this guy, I mean, he's always been not like tiny, but he wasn't a fat kind of boy. He mm-hmm. was, you know, he was always pretty fit. Okay. And he would work out in prison because mm-hmm. there was that to do. Right. But because that's of COVID. What, that's what i would do in prison I would, i'd get jacked <laughs> i know like i would be so super awesome right now <laughs> i don't want to go in the prison workout though um I'm, I'm gonna be a good person and do the things i'm supposed to do right but no when he came out and i seen him and i hadn't seen him in years he was pretty hefty because they had to keep him locked up for COVID, mm-hmm. and so they had to keep him tucked away and then they got all these guys so like he was at a federal prison Mm -hmm. so that's why he actually had gotten time off of his sentence oh wow so um they were like he's like they're throwing honey buns and stuff at us just to keep us happy i think i've gained like 40 pounds and i was like oh chubby brother (laughs) and he's like yeah shut up but i am (laughs) and i was like you'll lose it quick don't worry but yeah like 
It had to have been hard for them in there. I would imagine because um, you, you can't really work out because I was talking to the guy yesterday and he was like, I was like, how big is your cell? And he's like, well, I like to say that it's like a closet. They put you in a closet. He's like, it's literally like a quarter of the size of this area. And he's like, so mm -hmm. he's like, it's just two bunks and two two guys. You have a toilet and a sink. I'm like, so you can't even lay on the ground and do a push up. And he's like, not with the other guy in there. No. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I couldn't, I could not imagine that. Yeah. I don't wish that for anybody. So did your brother recover? Did he get out of the hospital? Is he okay? No. No. No, no, no. No, and that was the other thing. So that inspection, I want to say the inspection I did, I want to say a couple days before he officially passed. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah, so I'm like trying to buy a house, living with the ex, doing all these things. Trying to be there for, of course, for my kids and do my job. Mm -hmm. Of course, this design stuff always gets put on pause. Like right. my my art and all that, I love it so much. But that's like the first thing that goes on pause mm -hmm. when everything's crazy. Yeah. And so I remember telling Rachel, I'm like, listen, this is going on, dot, dot, dot. I might be kind of out of it. Just like kind of keep me focused. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Who's Rachel? Oh, the, 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 that's the right. realtor. The yep. realtor. That's Rachel, right. Rachel KW. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, just, yeah, sorry if I'm just kind of not myself. And she's like, no, you're a good girl. And so we went in, did the inspection and everything. And then uh, we had decided that it was, he, you know, we decided over the weekend. I did the inspection on a Monday. Mm -hmm. so sorry, I jumped around a little bit. You're good. That's normal for me. <laughs> um, there we go, ADD. But um, it was so over the weekend, my cousin is actually a neuro nurse, and she lives in Pennsylvania. And the only people allowed to call were me and my dad to talk to the nurses. And these nurses are talking to people nonstop and trying to do their jobs mm -hmm. because of COVID restrictions. Right. Otherwise, normally you would be in the room and the nurse would be like, this is what's up. And then they go and then you tell your people, well, you know, your family or whatever. Mm -hmm. But these nurses are so overwhelmed. And then they have to put it in like normal people, layman's terms. Right. They, and so there was a lot of dis between me. Disinformation. Yeah. Going between on. me and my dad in relating the information and us mm -hmm. being out of it and my cousins were like i wish we could do something and then i was explaining what was going on to my older cousin well both sorry both my cousins live together in pennsylvania okay. sisters and um the, my older cousin is a the neuro nurse and she was like well did she say this did she say that and i was like you know what can i put you on the call list why don't you make this nurse's day? You guys talk together <laughs> and then you tell us what you think is going to be best. Because right. then I know her is my cousin who mm -hmm. loves my brother is only going to advise us not based on probability of not just probability of him having a good life mm -hmm. after this problem, mm -hmm. after the situation. But she'll advise us as a loving family member that un whether it's good or bad. Right. So... Because they did their best. They kept him, you know, from seizing and comfortable. Was but, he like in a comatose state? Yeah. Wow. And so she calls the nurse and then she calls me and she's like, it's not going to be okay. Like, he's not going to come back from this. And if he does, it's going to be a horrible 
vegetative state. And was he still in prison at the time? That's when he was. Uh, he was released. He just he yeah he was released and he started okay. this new job and he was so proud oh, yeah, of that's himself. Right. That's right. Like he was so proud of his job and all that. So at least he left, I guess, on a good note. Like he felt good right. about himself finally. Right. And so that makes me feel better. And he knew that my life was changing. So that <clears> makes <throat> me feel better. But yeah, like and then I had to tell my parents, like, well, oh my gosh, like. I gave Amy, the cousin, I was like, I gave Amy my spot on the call list and she talked to the nurse and my parents. I was like, I know you probably don't want to hear this, but I don't know how long you guys want to do this. But she said, he's not, this isn't a going to come back situation. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so they gave it some time before, because we were going to do the gift of life because I had told them. I said, if there's anything, he would want to help people. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's anything good that he can provide someone, I think that we should look into that. So he was able to do the gift of life. Awesome. Um, but then they had a whole ceremony at the um, hospital like they do. I wasn't there. Were you, I, were you guys allowed to go? I was actually told I could go. Okay. And I... I just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just want to remember my brother when he hugged me mm -hmm. in the rain because it was pouring the day that I saw him. <laughs> and my last, I want to just. You want your memory of him to be good. Yep. Yep. So the 12th of January, he passed away. Oh. So officially. Oh, yeah. We got a friend. We do. Is I it? should be really proud of me because I was like, nope, I'm just going to sit up straight and I'm not going to look down and I love animals, but I'm like, I got to be, I got to be next to the microphone. She, um, she loves people and, uh, every podcast I do, she has to make her way through here and she, yesterday was walking on the table and I'm like, Ella, get out of here. <laughs> well, there, I gave her a little attention. <laughs> oh no, she wants to sniff on my purse down there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, that is, that's a super sad story. I don't, I'm surprised you made it through it without crying. <laughs> I, I am, I don't know, like it's, it's hard, but that's the, it sucks horribly. Mm -hmm. Anyone that's lost someone in any type of way, they know, you know, it sucks, but, um, I guess I'm trying to think of the best way to put it is when you lose someone that you're used to losing all the time, it's a weird grief because it's kind of like he's still in prison. Right. Right. Like it. So sometimes it hits you like a ton of bricks and you're like, he's not going to call. He's not going to send a letter. He's not in prison. He was out of prison. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you have the breakdown. Right. That's when you're like, ugly cry and uh, <laughs> can't breathe and though it happens i'm sure um I'm sure. i am a pretty i try to be pretty tough um i've tried to also be let my emotions out more because sometimes i can be too strong about certain things mm -hmm. and then i'm like then eventually you just have kind of an explosion yeah i don't want to have the explosion yeah. so i'm learning to deal with that now that i'm away from all the other wildness in life right how but, how have you managed to deal with that the emotion all the emotions and, and suppressing them um you just talk about 
things more? Do you um, do you meditate? Do you do like yoga or anything like that? Um, I <clears throat> I was trying to get more into like meditating and okay. relaxing, but that's where I found myself again back at my art too because that's kind of a meditative even if i make right. something and i'm like oh this is terrible and i just mm -hmm. clean slate it right um it's still like a relaxing form mm -hmm. and then my dog my dog is like helpful and then my boyfriend's dog <laughs> that dog that dog actually because me and him have been friends a really long time and um and i normally when i i didn't think i was actually going to be finding anyone um right away that was not a focus at all it was just mm -hmm. a it just very natural it just happened and yeah. nothing was ever happening prior to throughout right. our friendship ever i'm not you know <laughs> like you don't have to justify no, anything but, but, it, but if you see like it's kind of odd i'm like oh well then i say oh my boyfriend and they're like wait a minute what's the timeline here she broke up with this guy she moved and then so anyway uh, just screw, for, screw those people it's none of their business yeah just because i'm telling you my business it doesn't mean it's yours <laughs> it's still mine you can do whatever you want right but i mean it just um his dog i loved his dog and i was like oh your dog's so awesome right and so then i ended up after a while i was like well i really want a dog because i always <laughs> had a dog growing up and my dog has been oh, she has the biggest pain in the ass sometimes because <laughs> she thinks she's a baby lap dog and she's like 80 pound mastiff oh wow and she's the smaller one out of all the group wow um her brother's 150 or so pounds so i'm glad she's smaller but she's so <laughs> tough but she's like, she's just my big like cuddle bug. That's cool. She relaxes me. And then his dog, me and his dog, we have a good little connection. So cool. I share time between my house and his house. And so like, yeah, I get my dog therapy. <laughs> so that helps out a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. it does. And of course my kids, my kids are like number one on the list. Like mm -hmm. that's just a given right. most of the time, except for sometimes they can be turds. <laughs> they're, they're, they are kids. Are you going to glare into the camera in case they see this? <laughs> Give them the mom look. Pop the eyebrow up like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> They're probably doing something terrible. Probably. Video games. Snacks. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Minecra <laughs> Minecraft and GTA. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. Have you seen those videos on... Do you watch TikTok at all? Oh, yeah. My younger kid got me watching them recently. Oh, my gosh. It's such a waste of time. I know. I, I need to delete it. Me, too. It's terrible. I'm I'm ashamed. Uh, oh, sorry. Never mind. Okay, there was an issue with the camera, I guess. Yeah, I'm ashamed of, I'm ashamed of TikTok because I'll, I'll lay in bed after I'm done for the evening, going to bed, and I'm, I'll just sit there and watch TikTok videos for like an hour, and I'm like, I just wasted so much time. Well, you just made me feel better, though, <laughs> because I felt bad. I was like, he's going to stay like 20 minutes, and I think I was on that for an hour the other day. <laughs> it's so easy to get just get involved. You're like, what's the, what's the next one? Oh, that one's done. What's the next one? Oh, that's a good one. Just one more. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, my son introduced me to this one lady who writes, I guess, like vampire books or whatever. And I, I don't care much about that. But she tells really bad dad jokes. <laughs> and she apparently has a sleepwalking disorder. Oh, my god. And gosh. so she will clip her best parts of her sleepwalking. She has a camera set up? Yeah, her husband <laughs> has cameras everywhere because she's like straight up went outside. And the neighbors apparently put a letter on the door that said, your wife was out here 
and it's cold <laughs> and we can see on our camera that she wasn't I don't I don't even think she was wearing clothes <laughs> and so some of it might be a little bit you know like she right. they might put on a show with it right I think she does legitimately have a sleepwalking disorder that's hilarious because I mean you know it probably started from her just having a sleep disorder and mm-hmm. then and then they're like okay we can we can totally capitalize on this oh yeah um but yeah what was I going to say about TikTok oh yeah there's a uh, there's these TikTok videos of like these these moms, uh, and there's Ella jumping on the table. <laughs> um, there's these TikTok videos of these moms like making fun of their kids while playing video games. I don't know if you've seen those. I haven't watched the ones of the moms no. playing the video games. No, oh, they... I think I've seen like old YouTube videos of the moms where they would act like they're the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of the same thing. They uh, sit next to them and they'll be like, "Oh, bro, that's totally wicked," or they'll say things that the kids say, mm-hmm. and the kids get really ashamed and uh, embarrassed. But yeah, it's hilarious. It's a giant waste of time. Mm-hmm. And what's bad about it is, my youngest was like, "You should do TikTok videos of you." when you paint like so then because people love that and then you can link that to this and that so my little one is telling me how to market (laughs) and i'm like i don't like being on the camera i don't like doing this and that and hi kitty this this is the cat (laughs) that's fine kitty can be (laughs) i'll move these off of here in case she jumps again Yeah, she, she loves people. <laughs> wow, she's a nice cow. She uh, showed up in our garage one day. It was during the winter time, and uh, we had just gotten another cat. And I, I don't really, I didn't really like cats. I'm like, I don't, I don't really want a cat. Mm-hmm. But I broke down because my daughter wanted a cat, so um, we ended up getting one because I had a friend that knew of one. And uh, he brought her, o- brought him over, and then like a month or two later, she showed up, and. She was in the garage, dead winter, and I'm like, I can't just leave her out there. So mm-hmm. we brought her in and kind of got her acclimated, and she she's an awesome cat. Um, I call her I call her our little, our little gangster because <laughs> she's from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Well, she but, seems very nice. Yeah, she's sweet. So, um, yeah, is there uh, anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to share on the podcast? Maybe to bring some awareness. Anything else or? Um, well, I guess that most my motive just stem from me having like quite a few difficulties in life, like mm-hmm. a lot of people have, and still carrying on. Right. Um, like there is hope. You can change where you're at, wherever you're at, but you have to make the change. And I mean, I've had I'm trying to buy, you know, like trying to buy the house, mm-hmm. and I'm just having things come up against me, against me, mm-hmm. like. On top of that, you know, you're going back and forth with your lenders and you're going back right. and forth with this. And so you've got all the stress from this. Yeah. You're living with your ex. You are losing your brother. You are also buying a house for the first time for me. <laughs> like, there was a lot going on. And I just kept looking at it as not an obstacle, but just like the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. So if anyone can take anything away from it like just do it just do whatever Mm -hmm. don't keep sitting on it if it's not making you happy it's not going to change what will change is what you make happen like you make the things you you make all the things happen 
Absolutely. Um, and the thing is, what you were talking about was, was like being diagnosed later on in life with ADHD and ADD. Um, a lot of people have that. It's mm-hmm. not an uncommon thing. Uh, a lot of people do. Right. Um, and so imagine if you if you feel like you have that and you decided that I, I need to do something about it to be more productive, the change that you can you can make in your life, I mean, it could be tremendous. Right. I mean, I essentially think that, I, I mean, I could have been on this path that I'm on 10 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe more. But everybody does, don't, I wouldn't regret anything. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And you live now and you're, learn. Yep. And you're that much more thankful. Right. Where you get too, I think. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have that. And if you can control, which is diet and exercise and changing what you eat, a lot mm-hmm. of the food has so much stuff packed into it. Oh, yeah. I, like, I usually shop on the outside mm-hmm. and dip in the aisles a right. little bit here and there. Yeah. But the stuff in the middle is usually junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even, yeah. So I just want people yeah. to just hopefully just have the strength to just do what they need to do to make themselves happy and succeed. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you too, real quick, do you um, do anything with supplements for, to help? Like, Cause I know like, I think fish oil mm-hmm. helps a lot with ADD. Um, yeah. Helps you focus a little bit. Do you do anything with, with that? Yeah. I actually started this new vitamin uh, I have is ritual and then um, I have my like probiotic and then um, fish oil was it the GNC has like I haven't bought this but it's one that I use okay. and I need to get more of the I think it's CLA okay is like combination I want to say fish okay. oils in it and it has some other oils okay but that really does help I for me okay. um, I think it I don't get all the nutrients from my food every day. Mm-hmm. So that definitely will help someone that has ADD. So then maybe you don't have to take the actual medicine. Right. Like I, I just choose to take it. Right. But um, it, if they don't want to take that or maybe they can get on slow, low dose, right. but they have to have it and just more neutralize the poor parts of ADD with, diet and exercise right there's more holistic ways to to go about yes. it and, um i remember when i was <clears throat> i think i was in middle school my uh adopted mom she she always thought i had add too <laughs> and maybe maybe i do i don't know um but she would make me eat these uh they're like it was fish oil but it was the gel hmm. it was so disgusting i hated it and then um eventually she put me on Adderall and I didn't like the way that that made me feel. So I would, I'd flush it down the sink every mm-hmm. morning. And really what it boiled down to, what, what I realized it boiled down to for me was that I just wasn't putting in effort um, mm-hmm. because I wasn't, I wasn't doing well in school. And that's why she thought I had ADD. She thought I couldn't focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wasn't putting, putting in the effort, but I didn't want her to know that I was flushing these down the sink. And so I would act like I took it every morning. I just flush it down. And then I just started doing better in school. And then, like, a couple months later, she's like, see, that it's really helping. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's totally helping. <laughs> it's like it's like a, the extreme placebo effect helping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so placebo, I don't even take it. Yeah. So That's I, great. I just realized that, for me, it was I, w- I just wasn't putting in effort. And I don't know if I figured out a process to that helped me focus more or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I knew that I didn't want to take the medication. And so I just... I just did it. 
Well, like, I'm going like to try said. harder because I don't want to take it either. I think it's <laughs> terrible for you. Yeah. But it's like so night and day. Like right. if I'm like, sometimes if like I have two offices, so if I'm leave my medicine at one office, the home, my home home office, mm-hmm. and then work at my other office, <laughs> I'm like, ah. But and then I think it's it may be a mental trick because I'm like, oh. Yeah, I don't have it. Great. The whole day is going to be bad. Right. So that's the other problem, having mm-hmm. chemical dependencies, because then I'm counting on that. Right. The drug. Too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if someone needs it, then great. But I think I think it's important to just be accountable to yourself, mm-hmm. um, set, have some sort of maybe even accountability partner, or even just to be like, I'm going to do this amount of work within this amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch my phone or whatever until then. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to like, especially if it's your phone to be not be like, oh, I know, but you know, that's also kind of part of being accountable to yourself is Mm -hmm. setting these, these goals in your head. Yeah. No TikTok. No TikTok. No TikTok. I don't even try to, I don't, I try not to open TikTok during the day because then, then all accountability is gone. (laughs) See, I haven't gotten that bad about it yet. Hopefully I don't. I'll be good. I just won't because it's more like my son will come out and he'll be like, Hey, did you see this thing? Or, Oh, did you, how many views did you get on that video? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't looked at it in like five days. Like, so you don't, you don't care about the views? No, no. He got, I couldn't believe this. He got, the video wasn't even that great. Like, I mean, I love my kid, but it was like, (laughs) it wasn't even anything spectacular right. he knew it too <laughs> but he got like over like 20 some thousand no 50,000 views holy cow and then i'm like what will you throw some shout outs to me then <laughs> like, can you give me some shout outs <laughs> yeah but then he got locked out of that account and he had to start uh, a new one and i'm like well great that's crap yeah that sucks but yeah no no tiktoks yeah no tiktoks stay away from tiktok people mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right. Well, uh, it's been nice talking to you. Um, you struggle f- with stuff that everybody else struggles with, mm-hmm. and but I think it's a good thing because um, everybody struggles with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's good for somebody to come on and kind of share how they manage to, you know, uh, have live a productive life mm-hmm. and um, what's worked for them. Mm-hmm. What worked for you may not work for other people. Right. But it's, you know, it's your responsibility to make sure that you can figure that out everybody's different everybody's brain chemistry is different everybody exactly reacts to different things so you got to find out what works for you mm-hmm. no i really like that hold your accountability like yeah, yeah what's accountable for you and yeah i agree accountability is a big thing i mean mm-hmm. um and like you said you like to write things down like make mm-hmm. lists and stuff that's another way to keep yourself accountable because if you write something down and at the end of the day you don't accomplish those things you feel like shit you know, like, I, I'm a piece of shit and finished. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't work out today or I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, I didn't paint what I was going to paint or mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't promote something that I was going to promote right. or for me, I didn't edit a podcast that I wanted to edit, you know, it's yeah. like, so as long as they're goal oriented, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's important to write things down. She was really nervous to come on and, and share her story. I I don't like to be on the cameras, <laughs> but here I am. Here you are. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. It was great. 
All right. Well, thank you. Thank you.